Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Screen Heroes. I'm Ray. I am joined by Ryan. Hi. And Derek. Yo. Yo, yo. No. no. Let's try it again. <laughs> Let's try it again. Yeah, From the top. <laughs> So tonight we are talking about the Crisis on Infinite Earth, the five-part crossover that CW pulled off this year. Uh, but before, got a little bit of news coming out. So, you know, when you guys want to talk about it or something, I don't know. Disney, sure, we, we, blah, can, blah, we blah. can talk about news. Pick a topic. We have we have a whole list of a whole things. list of topics. Rachel, whole just pick list. one. The only one off the top of my head I remember is Disney drops Twentieth Century Fox. Yes. So Disney, of course, purchased Twentieth Century Fox. Right. We all know this, um, but they have started the debranding process of slowly getting rid of it. So uh, by the my end of the year, smells like cheeseburgers. Cool. By the end of the year, uh, the 20th Century Fox Rachel's drunk, by the way. Fanfare, drumline, whole little thing. That's all going to be gone uh, from yeah. any, any new production stuff. So it's a little sad. Maybe they'll go out and edit it out of all the old ones, too. <laughs> I mean, for re-releases, I'm sure they will. Um, it's definitely a little sad. It's the opposite direction of a lot of Star Wars fans, because they were hoping that now that Disney owned 20th Century Fox, they would put the fanfare back in. To the Star Wars movies, because that nope. was very iconic. Star Wars fans no. don't get what they want. Even worse, now they're going to add in the castle. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to make it blink. So, you know, it's it's a little bit of a bummer. Of course, 20th Century Fox is an iconic brand. And i um, surprised they're phasing it out so quickly, given that it's, you know, very no- you know, recognizable. But what are you going to do? So it's going out. Um, let's see. Oh, we now know more about NBC universal streaming service. It's called, we, we, it's called Peacock. We already knew that, mm-hmm. um, that's coming out later this year, but now we actually have some interesting pricing information. So if you have, uh, cable services, um, certain, certain cable services, you'll actually be able to access some of it for free. Uh, kind of like how, certain streaming apps you know will just get if you plug in your your cable information you right can stream like stuff, verizon right? you get disney plus for free or sure there, that's yeah. a good example yeah so um that's that's a thing now there's gonna be a premium version of it that i assume will have the higher 
budget content, you know, the big streaming shows that they're planning. Um, so the way this breaks down is the premium version for non-cable people with ads will be $5 a month, which actually makes it the cheapest of the paid streaming services. So far, yeah. Um, almost a full dollar cheaper than Disney, which is surprising. Uh, of course, it's not going to have as much content, uh, at least at the beginning. Um, but it's uh, there's an ad-free version that costs $10. So you can get the ad-free version for 10 bucks, which puts it in line with CBS All Access and still keeps it cheaper than both Hulu and Netflix. Um, so, you know, the only thing that's really frustrating about it is if you are a Comcast subscriber, if you have Comcast cable, you'll actually be able to get the service in mid April, um, well before three months before anybody else. And normally like these kind of early release or beta type things are uh, supposed to be a way to kind of get people to sign up for a particular service or brand, but if you live in any kind of area like we do, you don't actually have a choice. Like I can't have Comcast where I live. I can have Spectrum, which is Time Warner. Um, and then I can have a local, there's a local option, but I can't have Comcast unless I move over a city. So you're not really like asking people to choose. You're just based on geo, giving people a three month head start, mm-hmm. I guess, which I think is just, but the three month head start, what are they getting with that? They get access. Content-wise. I mean, whatever is going to the Which the, li- is, the regular library of stuff. Is, so there's no exclusive shows or anything that are premiering with the Comcast launch. So not that I can tell. No, not not that's been confirmed anyway. So you're you're not really getting a huge advantage. You know, it's I, not like they get to stream uh, some really sought after show three months before everybody else does. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. That that is fair. It's I, all just their old content. Yes, yeah, it's all their old content. Yeah. Um. And I guess to to correct something I said earlier, I said this is the the cheapest of the paid streaming services. It's actually the same price as Apple's. Apple TV Plus is also five dollars a month. Just to to be fair, Golden Globe nominated. Yes, yeah. That whatever that show is that was <laughs> that was on there that was good. The one show. Well, none of us are really Apple people, so no. we don't even have a way to watch any of it. But uh, all well, right, I do, but. Well, I have an iPad, I guess. They're illegal methods. But, well, that's not... We oh. don't support those, Ryan. We've been over this. I don't remember the that. The Heroes Podcast Network does not support <laughs> such things. Um, okay, so other other news stuff worth talking about. Um, anything in particular? I've been talking a lot, so I feel like I should pass this off to somebody else for a little bit. No, you got this. Ryan, do you want to tell us how you feel about National Treasure 3 being in early development? Uh, I actually have never seen a, a, a National Treasure movie, so it's great, I guess. I oh, like man. Cage getting work. Can but... we watch the first one together? Because I actually really like the first one. <laughs> Someday, yeah, sure. 2020 predictions. How many movies will Nick Cage star in this year? How many days in a year? 365. <laughs> <laughs> All right, more realistically, I'm going to say like 13. Yeah, I'm going to say between 10 and 15. Yeah, I think that's a good bet. I'm going to go high then. I'm going to go 20. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's his life goal to be in every single movie. <laughs> Andy Samberg said that. Yeah. Every movie ever. Well, several people have said that. Like, it's, he just wants to be in everything, and it's great, and he should be in everything. Fair enough. I was hoping he was going to be in the uh, Crisis crossover, but... Oh, man. How cool would that have been? Apparently, they reached out to him, but they just couldn't get the scheduling to work, which, I mean, he is a busy guy, That's so it's true. very possible. He does 17 <laughs> movies a year, yeah. Um, but, you know... Um, so big box office this weekend, we had uh, bad boys for life premiered along with Doolittle, which is Robert Downey Jr.'s first post Iron Man, uh, 
thing, I like, guess. I was really looking forward to that. I like Robert Downey Jr. a lot. I was looking forward to his first big MCU post picture. And the reviews I've read from trusted sources, not just, you know, anyone off the street, they kept saying the word dragon farts, and I'm just done. I yeah, don't. I watched a nerdist. Nerdist no. made a video saying, "Is Doolittle worse than cats?" And uh, so oh I watched that. And they, there's apparently a whole scene with a dragon that's constipated, and he has to <gasps> do things no. to fix that. I read how he got his powers to talk to animals. It's because after his wife died, he just shut himself inside his house for years and only had animals to talk to. And eventually they just understood him. Like, no. Also, what was that accent that he was doing? That is the weirdest (laughs) choice. I'm pretty sure he just picked like the most obscure, difficult accent that he could find. It was like, I'm going to do this. What happened to his British accent from uh, Sherlock Holmes? They probably just wanted something different. I'm guessing he he wanted something different. Well, so here's some perspective on how this did. So it made $28.3 million domestically. Its budget's $175 million, which puts it in the realms of like a lot of superhero movies and nearing up to Star Wars level production budget. Like that's an expensive film. Um, and Bad Boys for Life pulled in just over $73 million, which was you know the third movie in a franchise that and everybody thought was budget? dead. Uh, the budget for Bad Boys... Let me pull that up here. Is only ninety million, just for comparison. And what sake. was Cats? I don't know Cats' budget. Cats. That's a good question. Cats um, is huge. I bet. I bet it was like it had to have been one hundred fifty, two hundred million easily with the amount of CG they had to do. Even only ninety five. Like Cats was yeah. Ni- uh, according to Box Office Mojo, which is tied in how much did they Pro, make? Um, to date, they've only made worldwide sixty million. Yeah. They've lost a lot. Uh, domestically, is only twenty six point eight. So. And of course, that's not include their budget is not including any kind of market Correct. marketing budget or anything like that, yeah. which you figure is usually double the movie budget. So yeah, the, the this budget straight up is just production and salaries. Yeah. So is at Doolittle is actually a bigger flop. It looks like than Cats. Financially speaking, yes, I and would Robin say Tomato so. Speaking because I think it was, I hadn't looked. Yeah, I think it was fifteen percent last time I looked for Doolittle and sixteen percent for Cats. So. so- that's I, exciting. Excuse me. I did find out exactly why cats went the CGI route instead of the costume route. They had such a small shooting schedule and rehearsal schedule, they couldn't give the dancers proper breaks. So they turned the studio temperature up to 80 Fahrenheit. And, like, Rebel Wilson said that she lost eight pounds in two days because of all the exercise and all the heat. Because, you know, if it gets cold, dancers get cramps and they're, you know, they have to take breaks. And if it's not cold, they can press forward through injuries and stretching and stuff. So they were just trying to avoid heat exhaustion that way. Couldn't they have just turned the temperature down to compensate? They could have allowed for, you know better working conditions right. that's for sure more reasonable working conditions mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but when you look at the budgets though i mean 175 million for doolittle is a fairly large budget that's huge um, that's no more than most of the marvel movies right so there's no reason why that should shouldn't have done well or been a better movie at least a mediocre movie 
Like, the thing is, though, ultimately, it's not made for us. It's made for kids. And kids probably like it. A dragon farting, I would have laughed my ass off at as a kid. So I don't know. I think I am the target demographic. I love fantasy. I love anything with, like, Robert Downey Jr. and animals and stuff. Like, this could have worked. This Like, I think I could have been the target demographic. I could have, too. This. I read the books as a kid. and yeah. and uh, But you, you know. can't spend that kind of money on a movie That's a lot of like money to spend this. on a kid's movie. Yeah. You know, like, the voice cast was very, uh, very solid. It was basically all A-listers. And Robert Downey Jr., of course, is as well. But, I mean, that's a huge sum of money for this, for this kind of movie. And for it to lose a hundred plus million dollars likely at the box office is certainly bad um and then on the flip side like the bad boys for life thing is just weird because i mean this was supposed to be the end of it and now they already have a fourth one greenlit because it's not only is it doing well financially but it's actually like getting good reviews people like it they're saying it might even be the best of the three um right so you know it's a weird one not directed by michael bay so it's not surprising (laughs) uh is doolittle disney no that was funny uh i don't know who owns doolittle okay i had i honestly that that movie was would be a disney property but it's fair uh universal okay universal pictures they were really really confident to give that 170 i mean you don't hear a lot of that budget outside of disney and maybe warner brothers i don't know why it had to be on such a large scale like it ended up having to be like for crown and country and dragons involved like the the ones that you know came out in the 90s with eddie murphy were on such a small scale like they were wonderful kids movies yeah the main climax is a tiger with a blood clot in its brain like that's still a big deal but it's not like i remember loving the chameleon there's a chameleon i think there's a talking chameleon oh yeah yeah Yeah. totally yeah that was my favorite character i love the first the first eddie murphy one i actually really think it was the first of the great kids i just remember norm Macdonald played the dog because it was one of the first (laughs) times i had recognized a voice actor but i laughed so hard when the dog's in the car and it's just like line 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 tree 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 and i was like i bet that's what dogs think that's what i think maybe and then third place at the box office was 1917, which is nominated for a ton of awards, is, is likely to win Best Picture. Um, it made uh, just under $27 million, which brought its worldwide total to nearing $145 million. So it's doing quite well. Um, I actually really want to see that. It's, it's shot in a way to make it look like it's all one take, like one shot. Now, there yeah. are clear edit points, but the whole idea is that it's, it is like real time. And that's a really interesting concept, especially since it's a World War One movie and it's not World War Two, which is what everybody tends to go towards. Yeah. So I would like to see that. Mm-hmm. I agree. There's a few of the Oscar pictures out. It's really difficult to even be knowledgeable because so many of these release at Sundance or small theaters once or twice in the year for the oscars like 1917 debuted in front of audiences in like september to a crowd of maybe a hundred people most of them were oscar voters and then you know now it's in theater for general public so when all these movies get nominated for stuff i'm like that's a sneaky way to do it like the general public can't even know what you're talking about and a couple of the foreign films are like that too uh a girl with a portrait on fire or something like that. She like, that doesn't even come out till March and the Oscars are in February. What are you doing? Yeah. That seems unfair. It's a little weird. 
This is the first year I think that I've se- this is the most movies I think I've ever seen that were nominated for and best pictures three. in one year. Yeah, three, which I you know sounds like not a lot, but I mean back when I started watching the Oscars, I'm pretty sure like best picture had five nominations, and or now something. they have ten. Yeah, so but the strategy to it makes perfect sense because these films can't normally compete with the blockbusters, so they're kind of marooned to January and February. And if you release in January and February, no one remembers you by the Oscars the next year because it's 14 months away. Yeah. You know, and so like I totally understand why there's like 12 movies that come out on on Christmas weekend, you know, because they all want to get in under the wire. And I think but they it, still want to be memorable. They, they want to get do. yeah. Yeah, and it's the only way to level the playing field though, cuz these movies don't get 250 million dollar budgets and they don't get massive marketing campaigns and toy tie-ins and t-shirts and things like that. So people right. miss them a lot of the time anyway. So Another reason why critics and reviews are still very important. I'm not sure I would have heard of some of these films without them. That is a good point. Yeah. I mean, I've I've heard of most of the films on the right. list this year. So uh, Which the is best good. picture films anyway. Right. Not necessarily the foreign films. I don't really follow that kind of thing. Right. But I mean, when it comes down to it, I don't really give a shit about Johnny Nobody's hot take on the MCU. But like giving... I don't know, that one guy who took over for Siskel after he died. I forget his name. I know it's not Ebert because he passed too, but his partner. Like, his valid opinion on one of these Oscar contending movies maybe will get me to go out there. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, um, so I guess we can go ahead and uh, take our break, and then we'll come back to talk about Crisis on Infinite Earths. We'll be right back. Recently on the Heroes Podcast Network, Echo Station. Well, what's the main think... what's the main planet that Endor? The forest moon of Endor. It's a moon, so it's there's a major planet, obviously. That it is the forest moon of Endor. Is Endor the actual planet then? See, th- isn't that confusing? <laughs> yes. Is it the forest moon of the planet Endor, or is it the forest moon called Endor? Kaiju Curry House. It got to the point where he started climbing the Empire State Building, and my mom is like. He's not going to die, is he? (laughs) Oh, no. My mom doesn't know shit about these films. But anyways, it was just like, Mom, this doesn't end well for Kong. And she's just like, I can't watch the rest of this. Turn it off. I'm like, you can't get to this point in Peter Jackson's King Kong two hours and like whatever many minutes later and not watch the end. Screen heroes. The nipples just were confusing to me because they just... (laughs) They just make no sense. That is our clip, by the way. Uh, uh, but I mean, male nipples are kind of confusing anyway. So. Right? Like, well, they serve true. zero that's purpose. True. Do you think that was the point he was trying to make? <laughs> it's a much deeper message, yes. Is Batman and Robin a heavily <laughs> An allegory? social allegory? Yeah. <laughs> Subscribe today at heroespodcast.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Podcast Addict, and more. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Okay, so we are back, everybody. Thank you for tuning into Screen Heroes. Uh, we are going to be talking about Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is the five series, five part Arrowverse CW crossover event, um, which was pretty ambitious. I think we could probably agree on uh, at a minimum. So we're going to be talking about that stuff. This is your spoiler warning for all of those things. If you haven't seen Crisis and you care about it, um, go ahead and pause this and watch it and then come back. So guys, where would you like to start on this? Do you want to go through chronologically? Do you want to just talk about highs and lows? Where Where do you want to go? John Cryer played Lenny in Superman for the quest for peace. Awesome. Awesome. And now he's playing Lex Luthor. And now he's playing Lex Luthor. If you've never seen Superman 4, uh, don't, is my <laughs> don't best advice. start now. Like, <laughs> why? I'm waiting for the Snyder Cut. <laughs> I mean, it can't make the movie worse. I can tell you that as someone who has seen Superman 4. There's a scene in Superman 4 where the Great Wall of China is damaged and Superman looks at it and it rebuilds itself. You didn't know he had that power? I don't know what that power is. It's, it's from the comic books. It, like it, but I don't know if it was telekinesis or he rolled back time, but just in that one spot. It's best to not ask questions <laughs> like that. <laughs> but it's okay because he defeats Nuclear Man, and it is Nuclear Man. So he can grow out his atomic fingernails and he cuts Superman. Do they explode? No, they just cut him because I guess. Does I, anything about him explode? I hate I all the words you're saying. How he how he's defeated. It's been a while, so I only really remember the truly bad stuff. Well, I'm just going off his name. I'm trying to figure out where he gets his name from. Oh, things don't explode. His power comes from the sun. So does Superman's. Different, different. It's different. Lex makes them. It's a it's a whole thing. Lex names them and everything. It's it's adorable. All right, so Crisis on Infinite Earths. <laughs> I don't think any of the Earths in this Arrowverse include Superman 4. So, um, That's not true. We can't confirm that it does. Sure we can. How? Because they said that Brandon Routh's character is the same as Christopher Reeve's Superman. Except that Superman Returns is a sequel to Superman 2, and then 3 and 4 never happened in that timeline. Well, it's an alternate universe of that particular Earth, so <laughs> I'm guessing it's still included. <laughs> Oh, man, that's wonderful. Okay, so let's get started on things. Sure, sure, sure. So, um... Episode one, Supergirl. What'd you guys think? I don't remember. It's been so long. What happened about <laughs> <laughs> It is hard to know kind of where they begin and end Arrow a lot died of the time. in that one. The Arrow first time. did He dies die. a couple of times. Yeah. Um, no, so... It's important to note. I mean, the... They visit a lot of different Earths, I think, is really the key here. So I want to ask a question. Did you have a favorite alternate Earth other than, like, the main one? That... They didn't show the vampire Earth. No. I loved the vampire they didn't Earth in DC. the steampunk Earth either. Mm. Or the one where all the Titans are animals. 
the zoo crew? Is that this what you're talking a, about? This is a reference to uh, Teen Titans versus Teen Titans Go. Oh, okay. Because they have to go to all different universes to recruit all the Teen Titans. Oh. And there's one that stars a starfish and, like... So not the zoo crew, then. Storyborg okay. is a rabbit. Right. I, I think they should bring back the zoo crew in a cartoon on DCU. There's also a mermaid universe. Cool. Anyway. So what was your favorite universe that they showed? Mm, right, huh. Mm, mm, Anybody have mm, a favorite? Huh, mm. I mean, I didn't care about most of them. I, I think that, I think that you know, I wanted more, I guess, but I don't know. The, probably the one where they kind of referenced Keaton and made it look like it was Batman Beyond. I think it was the very first one where it was like a red, red symbol in the sky. Earth 89. Yeah, yeah. Earth 89, a little on the nose. But uh, <laughs> yeah, they had the reference to Keaton being the Bruce over Batman Beyond kind of thing. Yeah. That was cool. That was cool. Right? Oh, man. I don't know. Like, So sorry. Sorry. She likes the right. way they were mermaids. So f- um, it's a good one. So for me, uh, it's it's a little difficult to pick. I've got kind of two favorites, but I think I have to just I have to go with like the Brandon Routh Kingdom Come Superman one. I really loved all of that and that whole that character arc. Um, I. I always liked Brandon. But does Ralph. that make you like that Earth better? That was just a cool scene. I don't know. Yeah, but the Earth is very interesting. I mean, the idea that all you know, the, all of these terrible things happened, right? These people died, and he's still going on. He's still Clark. He's still at the paper, but he's a little beat down, and he's kind of start. He hasn't completely lost all hope, right? But it's it's dwindled, and the idea that you know maybe he can come back from that and show that kind of redemption with such limited time, I thought was a cool story, and I think he looked freaking fantastic i'm a little sad they didn't make at least one earth animated that would have been really cool just to show some old like justice league unlimited kind of stuff that's fair you know yeah that's a good point it would have been funny and they have the rights kevin conroy than what we got in the oh really i hated that kevin conroy scene was stupid why well because he's not a great actor first of all he's much better voice actor than he is an actual actor Second of all, he got Batman, right? The great and powerful Kingdom Come Batman got defeated by getting kicked into a generator because Batman would never think to not stand in front of a generator with the... He just blew up. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> he would never think to not stand in front of a generator when he's wearing a metal exoskeleton, the greatest, world's greatest detective. I mean, I don't know. He's also just... the world's greatest geriatric. He he's, he's slipping. I mean, I I think part of the point there is that he's just like, he's broken. He's not really the Bruce any of us know. He's broken down. He's defeated. Sure, your body can be broken down. No, but I mean, mentally, emotionally, psychologically. But it didn't make him become an idiot. I think it made him rusty. I think it made him not ready to roll. But even rusty, (laughs) he would not drop and stand in front of a generator that's literally arcing electricity behind him come on if he wasn't ready to roll he would have added wheels to that excess all right it probably did we're not getting this conversation anywhere (laughs) when you and i argue about this stuff we don't get anywhere anyway so all right so um let's talk about the main the main crossover here right so the idea of course is that the anti-monitor wants to destroy the entire multiverse have you both read the crisis comic books a very long time ago yeah same Okay. Was the Paragon thing the same in the comics? Was oh, no. They're completely different okay. characters. I was like, this seems stuff. like a really weird thing Very they did convenient. for TV and not, probably not in the comic books. Okay. So here's my issue. Every time I watch this, I just kept thinking to myself, damn, this would be 10 times better with Batman and Wonder Woman. You think so? I thought 100%. Linda Carter was supposed to be in it. No, I just want, like, 
a regular Batman and Wonder Woman. I don't want a Lois and Clark have two boys show. I want a Trinity show. Show the three of them teaming up. Fun fact, you know who the boys are? No. Do I want to? Do they confirm Is that? it the Sprouse twins? Um, no. <laughs> That's... One of them is the same as the comic books. Okay. Superman's actual son or whatever. The oh, other the one's other supposedly one's... Damian Wayne. What? I read some article that said like that they this... adopted him or something. Yeah, weird. Um, I didn't know. I didn't know they had confirmed any of those For details. The show, but I guess that's <laughs> what it's going to be. Which Lame. I'm curious about. The, the thing is, I just assume at this point the CW is not allowed to use those characters. Right, I get that, I mean, but the show that crossover would have been better with those characters. I mean, sure, but I think that's at they... the very least. Like, of course, I want to see Green Lantern in there as well, or Aquaman. But like, I feel like they. Just... I mean, they only have, they can only work with what WB allows them to work with, but DC Entertainment allows them to work with. You are absolutely correct. So and like, don't get me wrong. I, I'm smart enough to know their limitations. I just, something this large, I want to see classic DC characters in there too. Yeah. I and you do. don't think of like White Canary being somebody. I love or Katie Lotts. Sure. And, I have right? No like, I enjoy Legends of Tomorrow, and I don't think that Batman or uh, Wonder Woman would do really well on that show. No. But I'm just I'm tired of this. They let us have Superman. Give us Batman and Wonder Woman by now. Just but Superman it. has had multiple live action appearances, even on and now television. so of Batman so, and Wonder Woman. I we've had one Wonder Woman, and we've had. Not really one Batman. Like well, I, there was a second pilot of Wonder, yes, Wonder Woman. Yes, but so it, was that, it wasn't picked up. So no, but it is. I, I there think is a pilot. We are just well <laughs> past the point of multiple people can play multiple things. We had no, a Shazam I, TV show. Why can't we get a Shazam on uh, in there? Yeah. Look, my point is just that I I think that when when they were going to do a crossover event, you know, you kind of have to put aside the characters they're not allowed to use because the writers are stuck. You know, and I don't I, I don't want to get stuck on that type of, of thing because there's nothing they could have done about it. All right. I'll say that I did. I know it's not a replacement for Batman and Superman, but I did enjoy the kind of world's finest dynamic between Batwoman and Supergirl. I yeah. thought that that was good. Yeah. So, I mean, it didn't fully stand in for that, but no. that was definitely a nice, you know, I mean, they've done world's it. finest. They've even called it world's finest and brave and the bold. Right. episodes with uh ollie and barry so you know they've been trying to replace that from what from the comics for a long time and in some situations that works and others uh, this it just it highlighted how those people are missed and where do you go from here the crossover next year like how is it going to be bigger and better and well it's not they already said it'll be smaller scale next year okay so they they did confirm that like they kind of like with endgame like you can't do endgame every year right you have to kind of rebuild to that point and so they have admitted that that's the case so i imagine next year's probably will only be a th three-part crossover mm -hmm. maybe you know i mean it's easier to cross over now and we'll get to that but um, i would not expect anything this ambitious next year so, okay, so let let's talk about the, the the general plot and things like that. How did you feel about the monitor anti monitor thing that that whole storyline? Do you think that it worked? Or do you think it was just an excuse to get the characters together? How do you feel about it? 
<clears throat> I didn't think the anti-monitor himself like held any weight because he kept having other people do stuff for him like Barry Allen on the treadmill kind of crap um the antimatter wave that clearly was devastating but i thought that was more the big bad than the anti-monitor i mean i don't know it had as much weight as any other crossover i guess you know at the end they're pretty much all going to be there we all knew oliver was going to be dead at the end and so that wasn't really a huge (laughs) did you know he was going to die twice i mean there were some pretty big (laughs) hints that that was going to happen through the through the arrow show but um I don't know. It was fine, I guess. I I thought everything relating to the monitor and anti-monitor kind of looked cheesy compared to the like the the most of the costumes and stuff I enjoy. They're a little cheesy, but like then the anti-monitor and the monitor and uh par- Paragon, no, whatever the guy Oh, Pariah. Pariah and um Diggle's wife, Lila, her character um, Harbinger. Yeah, Harbinger. I thought all those suits were really cheesy and much cheaper looking than a lot of the other suits. You could tell yeah. it was just for like this one thing and it just stood out in terms of like a negative quality. And so that kind of bothered me. I was like, okay, everybody else is real superheroes and the rest of these look like they're, you know, playing dress up. Mm-hmm. It's kind of surprising because like, I mean, you're you're right to, to the extent that they were just kind of a one time thing. But so was Brandon Routh's new Superman suit. And, and it looked great. It looked pretty fantastic. But it's a lot. That's a lot more simple of a look to pull off than Harbinger's look or Pariah's look. I mean, I don't know. Superman is tights and they didn't have to do like a full bat suit or something like that. No, it was no. a pretty simple, you know, muscle suit and spandex suit. To, and, and it did look great. I'm not trying to discount anything, but I think that's a simpler suit to do. Maybe. The other suits probably look more ridiculous in the comic books, and they were trying to translate them to live action, whereas his Kingdom Come suit looked pretty much straight out of the comic book and and translated really well. I just think that maybe there was something lost there on some of the other suits. Yeah, I think for the monitor and anti-monitor, they were a little backed into a corner for that. I don't because mm-hmm. Translating that from the comic books, I just don't think is an easy task, regardless of the budget situation, you know? Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of felt like they just needed a big bad and they weren't sure who would be big enough to really do this type of thing. And the anti-monitor is kind of the only one who can threaten all of the universes. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's true. Um, okay. So then we've got, so let's talk about Oliver. Let's talk about Oliver's story. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Do you think it was a fitting end for this character, his significance in the Arrowverse and all of that? Probably. Yeah, it's hard to know without watching the whole previous season leading up to it. But yeah, most likely. He deserved a big hero sacrifice death. What about the Spectre stuff? The Spectre stuff I wish they would have kept around. I, I In the comics, I don't recall Spectre dying. I recall some like becoming mortal again, becoming humans. But I don't remember them dying, so that seems odd. And I know that the Spectre storyline was probably put in there so they could use Oliver again. And then, you know, he was like, I'm not coming back, guys. Kill me <laughs> off for good. And that was maybe a last minute decision. But first death was fine. Second death was overkill. Yeah, I don't recall. It never occurred to me that Spectre could die because he's supposed to already be dead. Mm-hmm. So I just assume that kind of it gets passed along, right? And whoever the previous one was gets to finally, well, pass on, right? It was kind of how I always took it. Um, 
so I ha- I have seen all of all of Arrow up to this point, all of all of her stuff. Um, and you know, is he's kind of a special character for me because that was like that was what I was dressed up as when I I think I first met you guys. It's true. Uh, in the one of the first conventions I did where I kind of tried to connect with the community. So um, I I have I have I have special fondness for um, Arrow and have continued to watch it despite the bad seasons. Um, but. Uh, the first death, I, f- I felt a little cheated uh, because I didn't think that that was handled very well at all. And I-, I appreciate the sacrifice that he made and he was every second is another soul saved or whatever. I thought that was cool. But then the way the actual death was handled, um, I didn't really love it. I thought that the second one as Spectre was a lot better. Um, I actually got emotional over it. Mm-hmm. Mostly, honestly, not really so much due to Stephen Amell, but Katie Lotts. Yeah. Uh, she was very good. She's she's a much underrated, very underrated actress, I think. Um, but uh, that whole situation, I I liked the Spectre idea. I didn't like it the way it was executed. Right. He looked dumb. I thought he looked like a hobo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Like I get that they were trying to like keep some of the arrow look, but also no, like, he looked like David Dunn, <laughs> he, he, uh, like a homeless David yeah. Dunn. Yeah, I don't know why he didn't just like why didn't they just give him like the Hal Jordan Specter look? It would have been cheap to do. Yeah, they could have done a lot of things, Go but like full. they gave him makeup to look like yeah. his eyes were like sunken in. It's, come no, on, give man. Him- Go balls to the wall with your Spectre. If you're going to put that much effort into Pariah and Harbinger, like, right. why not Spectre? This is your first employee. <laughs> I did like that they, you know, kind of made him the resolution for the whole thing. He was yeah. the linchpin for everything. And you kind of knew that it was supposed to be that way because of the way, that, like, Arrow, the crossover last season, and then the way Arrow's been the last half of last season and first half of this season. But, um,. It's a damn shame Diggle wasn't there for either death. I know. Like, and I, I appreciate that they recognize that, though. Like, he gets to, he actually has to deal with that. Yeah. But he deals with it in, like, two seconds, and then he's better. I don't know I mean, know he that. was hired as his bodyguard, and I know clearly his role has changed over time, but that seems like a huge... That's one of the best relationships in yeah. the Arrowverse. Yeah. I, Absolutely. I, you know what's funny? Fun fact. He rebirthed the universe as Spectre. Yeah. So now it really, truly is the Arrowverse because he birthed it. Ah, there you go. Anyway. Um, I uh, I really liked Oliver's whole story except for them trying to resurrect him in the Lazarus pit. Yeah, that was... I wish they had just kept him alive through that stuff. That was straight and, up filler. Yeah. It was Thank an, you. It was an excuse to go to the underworld to talk to oh i know which is my favorite earth the one with lucifer <laughs> on 666 i love him <laughs> i loved his cheeky snark yeah that's i think they confirmed that that meeting takes place before the show does before lucifer does yeah because yeah, he still series. owns the club down in hell instead of the club on earth uh okay gotcha i did I like that constantine got to be in the crossover yeah. too and got to be a big part of of everything you know yeah i mean i guess the yeah i mean that 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 stuff's all great but the whole lazarus pit thing i mean i guess maybe they just needed a reason to have him in it right right because you have to have constantine do something well, he don't. He could have not been in it at all. I mean, it's. It, I, I mean, mean like most of the other legends. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
Zara. But then they Zari couldn't have gotten to Lucifer without Constantine. Yeah, exactly. So if they wanted to do that, it, it did seem like a lot of the writing was in order to bring in these other characters yep. as kind of nods. Um, and I, it didn't bother me as much as I thought it would. The Lazarus Pit was probably the worst one. Yeah. But it did get us Lucifer, which was probably cool for some of the Lucifer fans. I've never seen it. But uh, well, but that also brought Constantine, and I'm a Constantine fan. It started so. out as a procedural cop show, but you get into the middle of season one, and it gets just much better as it goes on, because then they get into actual, like, heaven, hell, demon, angel kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's much more interesting. So I want to talk about Ryan fucking Choi. <laughs> <laughs> because do you guys know who Ryan Choi is in the comics? The Adam. Yeah. Yeah. I kept waiting for them to give him a suit or something. They're writing off. Yeah. Yeah. But we knew that going into it. Right. But I didn't realize it's because they wanted to bring on another Adam. Like, what's wrong with our current Adam? He still wants a job. Why are you doing this to Brandon? I mean, my hope. Osric Chow is not as cool as Brandon Routh. My hope was that he was going to get his own Superman. Because there were these grumblings that there was going to be a Superman show. There's still grumblings for that. But they're getting a Superman show and it's not him. And so are they going to do two at the same time? That seems excessive. Right? When there's so many other characters. And it's not a Brandon Routh thing. Because I'd rather be Brandon Routh's show personally. Um, But, I mean, come on. You're not going to do two live action Superman shows. When there's so many characters that they have available to them. They're putting all their money on Tyler. And honestly, like, he's a good Superman. I don't mind that. No, but seeing the scene with him and Brandon Routh was like, <laughs> that was hilarious. wow, that is a wimpy Superman seeing Tyler next to him. He was just so much more imposing. Same against Tom Welling. You know, like, Tom Welling was, he's in good shape for his age. Right? Just, yeah. I like, yeah. I Okay, just as a sidebar, I loved what they did with Tom Welling's Smallville yeah. Earth. They had the song, the intro song and everything for it, which just like, I lit up. I absolutely love that. And I like that he actually gets a very different happy ending than Superman would normally get. Um, and you But know, it that, worked. It was so good. I was a little disappointed because it felt like a setup with no payoff. Um, like what, what relevance did that have to anything that was happening? Didn't, it again, didn't it was any, another right. Like if, if they yeah, had brought him in at convention. the end... As 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 a Superman, and there was you know three Superman. Well, it's I, I think this event, it, not in name, is convergence. It's DC's convergence, which was a comic book thing they did a few years back, where they purposely went through and basically made every comic book ever canon, with a few exceptions. And I think this was this was the CW trying to do that and say that pretty much every live action DC thing has been connected in some loose way. Well, right. I'm just saying you could have just made him Superman like for a little bit of the final battle or something like that. And then it would have had a payoff, but, but it felt like there was no payoff. I don't know. I I think they just didn't want too many Supermen. It's just bittersweet. You know, Brandon Routh is is being fired and Osric Chow, who is, a fine actor. Osric's really nice, but Ryan Choi is not as interesting as Ray Palmer. And, and we all love Ray Palmer. He's such a fun so character. Good. So good. Like I I was ecstatic when they cast Brandon Routh in Ledge in uh, Arrow and everything to begin with, but to see that character, see that version of that character, mm-hmm. like that's that's the Adam for me now, like forever. Yeah. And the fact that he's not wanting to step away, it's it's the production making him leave and they're not giving him something else. 
is just a huge bummer because I feel like no matter no matter what he does, no matter how good he is, he keeps getting the short end of the stick on stuff. That's my little Brandon Ralph rant. No, you're right. So I feel like he must just have been asking for too much money or something and they can get this actor cheaper because otherwise there's not really a good reason to do it unless story it's something story-wise or after Crisis, you know... Brandon Routh's Adam just doesn't exist anymore or something. I don't no, because he's he's in tonight's Legends. Okay. Well, so, I don't know. Or this week's know. Legends for people. Yeah, I thought he was able to uh, finish out the season. Uh, no, he's leaving no, he's halfway leaving, through. Yeah, partway through the oh, season. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. Even um, worse. Yeah, I, I don't know. There hasn't been anything to confirm that it was contract issues. Um, so maybe it was just time for roster changes. I don't know. Did you guys... Have you guys caught up on Legends of Tomorrow? No. No, we Okay, so the Bebo stuff must have been very confusing to oh, you then. Fun story. The next episode for us to watch is that one. Mm-hmm. Is the, the finale? No, 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 Bebo God of War. Yeah. Right. Okay. But there's some there's a lot of Bebo things that happen in that season. Yeah. Right, but I'm just saying like, we hadn't gotten to it yet. Gotcha. Like, oh, we're, okay. like we're like so we're right there. started it. Yet. Yeah, we're yeah. right okay. there. So. Yeah. It was easy to get out of context. Like Sure, it's just it's a better payoff when it when you see oh that. yeah because uh, that i thought that season was handled brilliantly in the way they wrapped it up and so you know they kind of it was kind of a nod to that and i really appreciated that but i was thinking man this must be confusing for someone who hasn't just kept up very yeah well. it's just a giant like kids toy wandering around like <laughs> Ray- <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. okay so it I made him pause the show as we were watching it, and I was like, "Was this episode written by Derek Mayer?" Because uh, he did write. Yes. Yeah, he did. He does like to put giant toys as. Uh, he was. He was villains. He's smiling and laughing now. He was very mad at me. I bet he was. Uh, if if you don't know what we're talking about, go listen to our way way back Ghostbusters first pitch episode. Streamed. I think so. It was like episode like five or six. Of the show, we pitched our own versions of uh, what a new Ghostbuster should be. This was before the 2016 one, correct? Oh, but we knew about it. We had yeah. already seen a trailer. We even did a trailer watch. Well, it was episode. earlier in the year. Yeah, yeah, it was going to be coming out that summer. And Derek's big bad was a giant Funko toy because he wanted to cast. And he still stands by that. And now they are making a Funko movie. So, I mean, I was only partly wrong. It's full circle. Full circle. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have to review it. We and... do, clearly. <laughs> have to? Um, anyway. We don't have to do anything. We're not getting paid. <laughs> right. So, okay. So, we've got some other characters we haven't touched on yet. So, let's talk about Flash. Because Flash gets to tie into some other some other cool characters. Um, so, we got to see John Wesley Ships Bar- Barry Allen one last time. Mm-hmm. Presumably, presumably one last time um how'd you guys feel about that scene in particular john wesley ship's wonderful flash overall throughout this whole thing seemed like he was useless they put him on like cleanup duty like the entire fourth episode is him running around the speed force trying to find people his only job was to take these people through the speed force and he lost them like he lost the, like that's his only job in the in the latter half of the entire crossover and he, he screws it up like i don't think they knew what to do with flash in this listen i love the flash right in i do totally. grant gustin's wonderful. yeah i wasn't yeah i definitely didn't want to imply you guys didn't like him but 
the problem with him is he's just so powerful, right? And they don't know how to handle that. So he always gets, to use a gaming term, nerfed or, you know, made stupid when he's a, like, his job requires him to be very smart. Um, You know, he's... Well, I mean, if you go back to the comic books, he can think faster than Superman can. Yeah. You know? He He can actually, like, process an attosecond, which is... Like right. one millionth of a second or something. I mean, the, all those ghosts and stuff, they're shooting arrows and like blasting them with laser beams out of their he hands. He should have been able he to take care of like 90%. He like, could have taken care of literally every single one before any of them had blinked. Flash is tough. I mean, Flash is arguably the most powerful of the main Justice League characters when you. It's not even. Really debatable based on comic um, book evidence. Flash but. said Zatanna is well. That's the thing. Flash when you get in the comics. Yeah, and Wonder Woman's up there too. But I mean, Flash is just so fast. Nothing. I mean, that's Zatanna just it, like, couldn't say anything faster than what Flash could do. All of them are pretty much gods, and the problem is the CW's little shows. Like <laughs> they started with non gods. They started with just it's still mostly non gods. Yeah, you, like it's... look at the lineup. You got somebody hitting them with staffs. You got somebody <laughs> shooting arrows. You got like Lex Luthor shooting lasers out of his hands for some ungodly <laughs> oh. reason. Like if you weren't going to put Cryer in the mech suit, you have no reason to have him. That would have been this. a perfect opportunity. They probably just ran oh, out of budget. Why did I think of that? They resurrected him as a philanthropist. Like now he is a Nobel Prize winner, and everybody loves him. And well, I have a theory about that. Yeah. Yeah. Is he going to do the? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. President thing uh-huh. where he kills everybody or well, he gives everybody powers and then he... I don't think they're going to go that far because I don't think they have the budget to really do that That unless it's a crossover. The next next crossover. That's what it is. That's what it is. The next crossover just better be dark side. Like, just go (laughs) all in to dark side. Do what the Justice League movie couldn't do. Um, But no, I I think he's absolutely going to run for president and he's going to end up being president on this new Earth Prime. And yeah, I think that's exactly where they're going with it. It's a damn shame. I don't know. I Speaking think it opens up some cool stories. Go ahead. Ryan hates I can't this. stand him as Lex Luthor. He just annoyed me when he was on screen all the time. And I get it. There's a lot of people out there who really love him. I don't understand how, but I and I appreciate <laughs> but I appreciate those people's opinion because they're that tells me that there has to be some redeeming quality. I just for some reason can't see it at all. I just find him extremely annoying. I appreciate that he's not super business professional all the time like when it's just him that's and the Su- lex i like i want i want like the animated lex that's just, i understand but like you know 
when it's just him and Supergirl, he doesn't have to put up the bullshit facade. He can really talk the way it is. And I appreciate that. He John Cryer's Lex is my second favorite live action Lex. Now, to be Hot fair, take. there's not like a lot of, you know, the company's not great necessarily. Rosenbaum's still my favorite. I think he's oh, okay. wonderful. Whew. I think he's absolutely fantastic. And I'm sad that say, they couldn't work out something Spacey with him. Spacey or Hackman, like we were going to have. No, no, no. Uh, Spacey's, uh, I think Spacey's the worst. I think his is the worst and mainly. I... Everybody phoned in their performance in that movie. And... Except for Brandon I th- Routh. <laughs> I, think, I think Rosenbaum for me is exactly what I want from Lex Luthor. Agreed. And so that's why I guess I was probably. I don't even like any live action ones. I just You didn't even like Rosenbaum? Okay, so I haven't seen a full season of any of that, but I just He was just wonderful as Lex. I can't stand any of the other live action ones. Like Jesse Eisenberg? (laughs) What? Why Why are you forcing Jolly Ranchers into somebody's (laughs) mouth? (laughs) What is that horrible wig on your head? (laughs) I I think that John Cryer does a, a fine job. Yeah, I, I'm not going to say that it was great or anything like that. I think it's serviceable. No, if you guys liked it, that's you know. fine. I don't no. want to discount your opinion, but it was for no, me. I was able to get over it. We're so behind on these shows that honestly, I was more annoyed by the Brainiac character. I was like, <laughs> dear God, shut the fuck up. He's very up. annoying in the show. He's so too. annoying. Okay, so here's a positive thing about this crossover. I'm glad that Martian Manhunter had shit to do. Finally, for that oh, he oh. gets a chair at the table. Did you notice that it was a little weird? I think there's one scene in the very last episode where he's wearing the suit. But he's not in his alien form. He's yeah. in his human form. Yeah. I think that might be the first time. I mean, I haven't watched the last season of Supergirl, but I think that might be the only time that that's ever happened ever. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, normally he doesn't actually wear the suit. The right. Suit is it's part, a part of him. Of, yeah. But that's what um, I thought was weird. Yeah. I, I don't remember that ever happening in another context in any other version of him. Right. Um, but I did like at the end that they gave him his animated suit. Yes, that was Did they? the darker suit. Yeah, yeah. That's I guess I didn't black. notice. Yeah, they t- in in Earth Prime in the new universe, he has his suit from the Justice League cartoon, okay. or at least very close to it. Um, I mean, people who listen to the show know that Jean's probably my favorite or second favorite DC character. So um, I had no idea, guys. I didn't know he was your favorite. That's... I love Jean. I think he's fantastic, and the Supergirl version of him is it's wonderful. So cool. And I just wish they could give him more. Like he was, he was in his alien form so little in this crossover. Like because they had no budget for it. After I know. Every, and I'm, I know. I'm okay with that because he still has his telepathy, mm-hmm. and, and they utilize that yeah. a lot, which I liked. But he's just, he's a very powerful force on screen when he's there. You know, he brings a presence, like a really strong presence. And I just, I want to see more. And the fact that they gave him a seat at like the Justice League table. It's not the Justice League. It's the Justice League. It's Super Friends. They clearly show that at the end with the little cameo thing. Yeah, I know, but it's not Justice League. (sighs) Okay. We'll see, guys. Like, <laughs> I mean, the only part- they're never going to call themselves the Justice League. They're never going to call them Super Friends either. <laughs> yeah, they've already they've already said that. I'm pretty right. sure. Right, like, it's Cisco been a joke. It, I'm yeah. sure, right? <laughs> it's a very Cisco thing to say. Um, but I mean, I I liked the ending of it. Was I thought really great? The idea that they they are all together now, like. I back when they did Flashpoint, I talked about how this was a perfect excuse to get Supergirl on the same Earth. And a lot of this was it. the re- the results of this was Flash was what Flashpoint should have been. Agreed, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, but we all predicted that this was going to bring the Earths together. We were hoping. We were like, I mean, let's, we it was we're done obvious. with this. Yeah, like, we 
I didn't expect them to bring all of the Arrowverse together, though. I really I didn't did. I'm expect glad. them to bring Black Lightning in because I'm they've very said glad. that it's supposed to be separate. But I, I'm curious to see how that show handles it because it's so more disconnected. From they've the already others. done it, I guess. In the episode previous, they acknowledge that something's wrong with their Earth, and then Jefferson disappears. On the show. Yeah, on the show. So oh, if cool. you want to watch the <laughs> Black Lightning episode, even though like it's the whole episode is not part of the crossover, it is addressed. And then the following episode also addresses the aftermath. Like right now, every single show is dealing with the aftermath. Yeah, I heard about of some crisis. Batwoman stuff that happened yeah. that I thought was interesting. So yeah. like look, qu- quality aside for a minute, this is some ambitious shit. Like the, the well, fact I'm that they had the guts to do it. it is just huge, but just like across the board, like no, to it's do like this. Days of Future Past, they basically got a chance to change all the things that they didn't like having to write around, like having them all on different Earths. They had to have a scene with somebody pressing a button and a bunch of CGI for a portal so they could right. cross Earths. Now they don't have to do that. You know, yeah. all these things they had to write around, they can they they but fix. Some of it was, was their choice. So like Black Lightning, for example, was a CW show from the beginning. He didn't have to be on a different Earth. No. Supergirl, at least they were a little forced because it was a CBS show, you know, but why did they do it with Black Lightning? About that. Right? I honestly you know? think it's because they wanted a smaller scale, but they yeah. couldn't just admit that, you know, Freeland doesn't really care for superheroes, which I think could have been a really fun idea that they were fully aware of Flash or Arrow and they just didn't care for them. Freeland was not about that. But Did he have a seat at the table? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Black Lightning had a seat at the table. I loved it. I and mean, that whole thing, it was Martian Manhunter, Batwoman, Flash, Arrow had one and it was empty. White Canary, uh, Superman, Supergirl, and did I say Black Lightning already? It was, probably. It, it was a ta- there, were, there were eight. Yeah. It was a table of eight seats. It's sad seeing the Arrow one empty, but I know next season that the Mia yeah, Arrow they, is probably going to be taking that seat, which I don't really love i wish i would give her a different seat and just leave oliver's seat there but it's her dad right so i mean it's a little different she but... doesn't have his last name no but it's not like she's not really a replacement for him she's not just somebody taking the mantle she's his daughter okay i don't know i mean i would think all yeah, i mean would she like was that. a daughter that had really never met him she yeah. met him for like three days and and now all of a sudden we're replacing i get some your point moments. i think she needs to have be able to prove herself a bit more totally. as, yeah. as a she leader hasn't really I, had an opportunity right. so that's fair. that's but like totally. as as a leader of a team like because otherwise what's standing in the way of some of the other characters like john diggle it has enough leadership to be at that table or you know caitlin snow has enough leadership to be at that table so well so let's I, talk about diggle just for a moment i don't know what What's going to happen with him? Is he going to be on the new Canary show? Is he going to just float off into the distance? They didn't make him Green Lantern after teasing it for a decade. You know, I just like I'm really bummed because Diggle was one of my favorite characters, especially on Arrow. And the idea of him being a Green Lantern was a really cool concept. And they they just kind of have left him now to just be sad that his friend died. Well, at this point, he's basically... The only one really out of a job, you know, Colton Haynes and uh, Willa Holland and um, Caitlin Beck Rickards, like they left and they're coming back for appearances in the final season, but they're 
they've moved on. They've found other jobs. And then well, here is still going to be around. Well, he's he left multiple times for other opportunities right. and he's come back for appearances and he was a recurring character in 7 or well, something. Well, they released like that. they released a photo of him um well, you guys haven't watched Arrow up to the crossover, right? I know bits and pieces about what's been going so on. So he lost his arm. Yeah, yeah we saw Arrow. that. Um, but now there's a, a photo released of him with the Arsenal, Arsenal arm. arm. Yeah, so cool. It looks very Ray Palmer tech. So, nice. Um, I'm sure it is. <laughs> probably is. So he's, I'm assuming, going to be in it in some capacity. So. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. There are only two but episodes Holland, left. Yeah, she's been yeah. gone for a while. Yeah, she left in season six. There was a one he, episode this season with her in it. Either way, Diggle has nowhere to go. Right. And if you didn't, since they didn't make him his own superhero, he has nothing. What's he going to do? Yeah. He might just like hang out in the in the arrow cave and that's for the a little show. sad it is yeah right like is he gonna I'm show guessing up he's next gonna year? have a guest starring you know thing where he comes in occasionally and helps them or whatever but that'd be about it it's just a it just kind of was a bummer way to send him off because mm-hmm. i mean ollie gets the big hero's ending and diggle's been there the entire time you know like i said you realize that diggle's half... been in every crossover too i think yeah, yeah. half the cast is getting another show the other half of the cast is you know, voluntarily left. They weren't written out or anything, so he is literally the only one left standing without a job. Just bums Well, me. yeah, I mean, in the later seasons, you know, the actor that plays Wild Dog, yep. is gonna he's going to stay in the show because he's a big part of um, uh, the, the stuff with Mia. Right. And I'm not sure uh, Mr. Terrific, is that his well, name? He left a long time ago. Yeah, but, well, he's been on this season. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't think he has... It, the, the whole future thing with Mia, right. the actor that plays Wild Dog, had a big part in that. Um, so, I don't... I assume he's going to be back. But, yeah, I don't think Mr. Terrific's going to be there or anything. But, yeah, Diggle's the biggest uh, question mark, I right. think. Right. And the way they were kind of writing that is I just assumed they'd end up giving him something by the end of the crossover, you know? They kind of so. owed it to him. You're right. He I has agree. been there since the beginning. It's kind of unfair. You know, Stephen Amell gets this big send-off. And uh, and Diggle not only doesn't get a big David send-off, Ramsey, yeah, but get... ends up having to you know have missed all of this big stuff and then feel like he he failed. Yeah, his and that's brother, how they leave him. You know, mm-hmm. right? That's how he's left with no 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 new superpowers, no new like lot on life or anything like that. And so I don't know that I wish they had done differently. Yeah, I think there's still episodes this season though. So yeah, there's Avero, two more. So you know they might wrap it up Maybe. there somewhere. Hopefully. I imagine one's a big funeral episode. He'll find a ring at the very end of the last episode. My God. If they, okay. That <laughs> will make okay? me feel very conflicted because I want him to have it. But why not do it in the crossover when you reset the entire universe? Especially when you have Barry <laughs> Allen say to him, oh, Diggle, you're not wearing your ring. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> <They're just> so <laughs> <laughs> now, he could have been talking about the stupid flash ring with the damn costume in it. Which is fine too. Make him a Flash. Everybody else is. That's so true. let's talk about Flash. Let's talk about Ezra Miller's. Yeah, we didn't talk about the DCEU Flash showing up. He's adorable. And if I could just have the gif of the two of them just touching their armor and suit like over and over <laughs> again, I want. I would watch that on loop for a full day. What I love about that crossover, uh, aside from Ezra just being really charming and fun in that scene, is that it was actually Warner Brothers' idea. They reached out to the CW to see if they could make it work after production had basically been shut down already. They shot those scenes with the Arrow production crew, not the Flash production crew, because they were already shut down. 
So it's a really cool idea that the movies have decided to just embrace it as well. Yeah. It's much more successful. I mean, it's it's a longer running franchise than their DCEU and just all the shows all together, it's probably more lucrative at this point. Well, have yeah. you heard anybody who's really taken it negatively, like that part? No. I loved it. I'll say that I still don't love Ezra Miller as as Barry Allen. But he was it was a cool scene. It's hard because Grant Gustin's so wonderful. He's so iconic in my mind as Barry Allen. It's really yeah. tough to differentiate it. But it also really highlighted the quality difference between the suits. <laughs> um, and I don't love the DCEU uh but it actually costs one. more money. <laughs> it was clearly like a well a more well built costume. Um yeah. but like but I do I don't love him as the Flash, but I do love his the fact that he he loves it so much because he, you know back when he was first cast he did interviews and Non-stop. people were asking him like what do you think of you versus Grant Gustin's Flash and he's like well, he's great I love him and you know there's so many flashes in the comic books and it would be great to do something with him you know um so they finally made that happen i'm sure he was just ecstatic have you seen the instagram photos and stuff that they've posted yeah, yeah. The so it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, yeah, I love it. And um, maybe that's why I'm totally bought into it because he's bought into it. Right. You know? And that kind of sells me on when an actor loves the character as much as I seemingly do, I'm more willing to buy into that, you know? Yeah. It he, is fun to speculate on what it means. Too. Yeah. I, I don't agree. Know. I don't think there's any reason to, because I don't think it means anything beyond a cool cameo, but you know, there's a lot of people that think, well, this means that the flash movie is pretty likely. And it's like, yeah, I mean, does it though? It's, it, it's, well, a, it's, it's apparently still moving forward. Sure. I mean, but does this confirm it? No, this I mean, we have been it, saying but... those words since 2015. Yeah. Like, well, part of the problem was Fantastic Beasts got delayed because and... it's awful. Oh, well, uh, and they've lost like 17 shut directors. That down. They've lost some directors. Um, but the, the what's... Flash has not yeah. Fantastic Beasts. What's interesting here, though, no, it's going to be David Yates until he dies. Um, <laughs> but what's interesting here, though, is that this fl- this uh, crossover takes place prior to the reset. And after the reset, when they have the new Earths and they show some new Earths, they don't show anything tying into the movies. So that also could mean something. Yeah. Right? That they're re- they're, maybe they're using this tie-in as a way to do that soft reboot that people have been you know, talking about may, 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 may be happening. Yeah. They also are speculating about what he meant when he said his line at the end where he says, like, I told Victor this was possible or whatever because i guess that means that that places this time between or after justice league because it hadn't means met. that victor and barry got stoned and sat on a couch and watched ninja turtles and speculated about multiverses that's Can what get high no but he appeases his friend okay i mean barry can't get that's high true. either that's true but, <laughs> so like, I feel like maybe like, they weren't doing drugs but you're right it, it would have to be after justice oh League. what if they both thought the other one could get high so they were pretending oh god <laughs> <That'd be funny. laughs> this writes itself 
Yeah. I'd watch it. Um, uh, it. It does bring up the interesting point, too, of I guess we didn't know the the Flash. I had never thought that the Flash didn't have a name in Justice League. Yeah, he doesn't. Um, but they definitely highlighted that, which I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I like that idea because, you know, it's not always like the name Flash is amazing and iconic now, but it doesn't necessarily match your image of that character's abilities. Well, the Flash on know? the show didn't even have that name right. for a long time. It you doesn't know, really it was the blur or the streak fit, or whatever yeah. for a long time. <laughs> it doesn't really fit the, I guess, naming conventions right. of the Justice League anyway. Fast Man. <laughs> fast Man. You know? Well, they couldn't use Running Man, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sprint Guy. Yeah. Then they can have Jump Man bring the Mario crossover exactly. into it. It'll be perfect. Um, so, okay, so after the big reset, we do see some new Earths. We see the DC Universe's Titans. We see Doom Patrol. Earth 11 is Green Lantern World. It's Oa. It's 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 Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern world, which probably isn't on purpose. It's probably because that's the only footage that they have as live action. Yeah, they didn't have to animate it themselves. They used one of the best clips from it, like the giant Green Lantern symbol on Oa. Everything's just this beautiful sea of green in space. Like that's what I want to remember from that movie, and not. I was hoping they showed John Diggle like flying Hector Hammond the... fart cloud. <laughs> like that's... just edited it in. They could have done that, man. They could have had just like an over the shoulder shot or something to allude to him being the a Thanos smirk you know, like, like, right. I just you know I give, give the man something even if it's a different earth give him something they showed Swamp Thing they did they did show Which Swamp Thing raises as many questions as the Ezra Miller cameo basically well but I, I mentioned this before that if you're on the DC Universe app Swamp Thing doesn't have an end date it it's 2019 dash and then nothing but all their other shows that have ended do have end dates like the the Lois and Clark says like mm-hmm. 91 to 94 or something like but that. But do they have any shows that were only on for a year that just say like yeah. 91 to 91? Well, the original Flash TV show doesn't have a dash, it just has 1990 on it. Hmm. You know, so I mean, it's one of those things where I think because of HBO Max, they haven't They're officially canceled it. it. It's just been on ice. They're thinking I'd about be it. so happy. I so, know you would. And I mean, then I would make you guys watch the first season. You wouldn't would. have to if it was greenlit for a season two. I would immediately watch the first season. Immediately, I don't want to get excited about it just to know that I'm never going to get. I hate a that real you pick resolution. up on those like definite words, and you're like, "I will hold you <laughs> yeah, to this." Exactly. That's our entire friendship I mean, if it's, with if it's Ryan. Available somewhere, yeah. <laughs> DC know, Universe I mean, app for now. <laughs> for now. We'll see how long that That's lasts. True. You know, um, they they also showed Star Girl and her Justice Society, which I was Alan Scott in there. Um, that clip was really quick. I don't. It looked like a bunch so. of teenagers. Yeah, so if yeah. Alan Scott's in there, he's like seventeen. Well, I yeah, think he's dead. So she gets her in this in this universe. She gets her powers from Starman's staff because he's dead. The whole Justice Society was killed, Guys. and I assume that means Alan Scott. Starman is Joel McHale. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that information. Starman is always going to be David Bowie for me. So right, that's what it should. I mean, only I, one Starman based solely on the comic book character. I don't think Joel McHale is bad casting. I think he's fine. Joel the- McHale would make a better Booster Gold. He would make a great Booster. Yeah, gold. I mean that's fair. Thank you. Yeah. Definitely not disagreeing. <laughs> but I just meant that I don't think he'll be bad in that role. That's all I meant. That's fair. You know, um, and then you got Luke Wilson in there. Yeah, Luke Wilson's I like Star Luke Girl's Wilson. dad. So, 
um stepdad i think whatever that's how they play according to the preview i watched i'm just for details for people but um so they showed you know and then uh for like the most like brandon routh gratuitous thing ever he gets his superman returns superman back he gets to fly into the camera and And smile and and wink so great he winked and I loved that every second of it. That was just for me. I didn't it. know that you saw that. No, that was for me. I think yeah, Rachel <laughs> thought she was hallucinating that. Yeah, that, was, that was for me. Uh, and I loved it. I mean, it was great see- seeing him in that because as bad as the Superman Returns movie is, it's not him that's bad. You know, he does a good job in a bad movie. And to see him get a little bit of redemption for how good his incarnation could have been, that I did appreciate. Only to be fired from Legends of Tomorrow. I mean, different crews, different production crews, different decisions. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just saying, as soon as he's feeling good about his redemption, he has no more job. So, I, I, you know, I'm not happy about that. I'm you just know. saying. I I'm just trying. To, I'm trying to be optimistic about what I can. Um, but the reset was cool. I thought it was a good idea. The whole Earth Prime thing makes sense. Seeing all of them lined up together is a pretty amazing moment for a DC fan like me who's it is fun. wanted to see live action Justice League stuff my whole life and didn't watch Smallville. Oh, those were teenagers in hoodies. That yeah. was not the Justice League. Yeah, maybe in 10 years we'll be saying that was in the Justice League. That no. was a bunch of guys in leather, leather I, costumes. But they were literally kids on Smallville. You know what I mean? Like they were actually Some of them were. most of them. Some were. of them were in their twenties. Cast, I mean, in real world. No, sure. I. There are some of them that were older. Fine, but th- you they, didn't watch that part, so you don't know. I remember it. I just thought they were younger. It's been a okay. while, but you know, this was really cool to see. To see this the, this many characters suited up with each other on the same set was pretty special. Why didn't they bring Justin Hartley in for a cameo? Oh boy. Because ever since the beginning of Arrow, they haven't wanted connected to but Justin why? Hartley. He was a he was a pretty good Green Arrow, honestly, and he's know. still doing TV stuff. I can't imagine he would have turned down the chance. Oh well. <laughs> It would have been a cool another connection, you know. At least he got a suit in Smallville. Yeah, so, it's true. You know. So, what do you guys think next year's crossover is going to be? If you I had think to pick, Derek's got a pretty good prediction on that with the, the Lex Luthor thing. I think it's absolutely Lex Lex Luthor is going to become president and try and do something like you were saying, and they're going to have to try and stop him. But it'll it'll be smaller scale. I think it'll be like a Supergirl Batgirl Flash thing, and that's about it. Who's Batgirl? Batwoman. I keep doing that. I know they're different characters. I know. The internet's going to hate you when they hear this. All of them. They're all going to listen It's the to cadence this. because it's Supergirl. And I want to just keep saying the same word. But I know. It's Supergirl, Batwoman, and Flash will we'll be the cr- Fast crossover. Fast man. <laughs> I think it'd be incredibly short-sighted to bring Black Lightning in but not give him an episode in a crossover. I mean, that's fair. That's mm. totally fair. When do the legends figure out that they are in crossovers? When did they get meta? <laughs> like uh, season two, <laughs> yeah, they were getting okay. meta about it. That's when I we think were they still watching referencing it. crossovers. Yeah, it's hilarious. Uh, that show is like did you get sucked into another crossover. I mean, there's there's the an episode of all the other shows. It I is. love it. It doesn't take itself seriously. They know what's going on. There's an episode this season coming up where they know they're on a TV show. You guys must have been really confused so. about McRory having a no. No. Have you guys seen that? 
I, I keep up on the shows to a, a certain yeah. extent. Okay. So, yeah. but we, I mean, we've, we've, we've we watched the first Rebecca two Silver seasons. Yeah. We watched the first so two seasons of, of Legends. I loved Legends. People but just, with pseudonyms do not do live book signings. Right? Like, that's the I mean, best that's what's part. funny about I it. I know. And he, he doesn't care. Call me whatever you want. And he's just going to, like, <laughs> shoot a fire gun at a giant attacking Bebo. Like, he loves three things. Drinking, shooting the fire gun, and romance novels. Writing romance novels. The man's novels. consistent. Yeah. I love him. I, I really love where his character is gone. It's just Absolutely. such a simple character. I don't know how much more they can like go with. Like, how are they going to outdo him being a romance novel writer? I mean, <laughs> where do you go after that? Bring so, back Snart. So I, I will say that this crossover, and especially the way it reset things, definitely rekindled my interest in watching these shows. Yeah, because I'm going to watch the last two episodes of Arrow for sure to see how that ends. Well, yeah, but like it got overwhelming. You know, it was just it was five hours a week of content and it was just too much for me to feel like I could handle. And I just I want to know now I want to I want to keep up with them and see where they're going to take this now that they're all together, which was the idea for Convergence too, it was. was to bring everything back together so that people could have a starting place. Yeah, and I think it's smart. I think mm-hmm. it's a good way of doing it, you know, because it, it's overwhelming to look back and see hundreds of hours of content and be like, well, I can't I can't catch up on well, that. only like 30 of that is relevant. Well, yeah, but who's exactly. going to go through the and, rest like, is filler drama stuff, exactly. <laughs> CW stuff. But yeah. now you can do it. You can start with the crossover, maybe a couple episodes before the crossover mm-hmm. and really be able to go in and, and catch up on these shows. So true. Are we done? Well, we, I mean, we're definitely over time. Are, oh, do you guys fine. have any final thoughts on the crossover? I'm or glad it wasn't a mess. We were worried that it was going to be a mess, and there were certainly things that were messy about it, but I don't think overall I would say it was a mess. I think, I it think was they a pulled su- off what they wanted. what they were trying to do, um, and it was enjoyable for the I most am part. curious if they're going to continue with the monitor at all. LaMonica Garrett is a pretty great actor. He's very standout, and his voice is incredibly compelling, Yeah, but I, I don't know what need they would have for him here, so while it would be sad to see him go it i he did get a lot to do in the exactly he did up, ton. so you know it's not like he was just a right exactly he was in last year's crossover and elseworlds and this mm-hmm. year's and so like he's had a ton of time i'm just saying that he's a fun character so it's sad to see him go but i don't know what it, purpose he serves at this point without the anti-monitor he doesn't really have much to do yeah you know ryan any final thoughts from you he just I said think it. I already gave mine. Did you? Yeah, yeah he said about the ago. messy and mess Glad thing. You paid oh, attention. that was it? That was all you were going to say? Oh, my God. Yeah. I thought you might have more. Okay. My birthday's tomorrow, guys. Happy birthday. Subscribe on Patreon <laughs> if you want to give Rachel presents. Right. Well, we'll buy presents with all that money. Send so, me money. So that's that's not true. That money goes to the network. But yeah. uh, we do. Rachel. We Send do, me individual money. Like. We, are, we are launching a brand new Patreon tier this week. It launched today on Tuesday as we're recording. Um, it's a $5 tier. It's our premium tier. What that means is if you subscribe to this tier on Patreon.com slash Heroes Podcasts, you will get ad-free versions of our episodes starting with this week's episode of Echo Station. Um, so right now, if you listen to our stuff, there's a pre-roll, a mid-roll, and a post-roll ad on, on, on most of our stuff. Um, these episodes won't, won't have any of those ads, no third-party ads. Might have a promo for some of our own shows, but no third-party stuff. So it's a good way, if you don't like commercials, to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. So you can go check that out. Ray, you want to play us out? All right, guys. Ryan is Buster Props. Derek is the Star Trek dude. I am Siren Ray. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. 
We are Heroes Podcast Network. We are the Screen Heroes show individually. You can find us at Screen Heroes Pod on Twitter. You can go to heroespodcast.com to check out all the other sh- wonderful shows on the network. And you can listen to us at most podcast places like Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, and Spotify. Good stuff. Thanks. I'm getting better at it. All right. Well, then I guess that's it for us. Yeah. Happy Ooh. birthday to me. Happy birthday to Ray. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.